You know what? We're back. Um, this is going to be a very long episode, but it's an important one because we're going to talk about something very important. But before we begin, I, I I have to say something. I have to let the people know the type of lifestyle I'm living. Okay, because last night, last night I met one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Okay, I have a guest. We all know who it is. <laughs> Just say hi. Hi. What's up? Charles. What's up? Who did I meet last night? Uh, Kevin James. You know what? Am I the only person who actually thinks Kevin James is funny? The only person (laughs) who does comedy and uh, fashions themselves a cool comedy person, probably. I'm sure people do in secret well i think people i really can't stand how people act too cool to have liked king of queens that was a funny show i honestly never watched it you never watched that i i can't deal with sitcoms (laughs) with laugh tracks yeah the laugh track is annoying and just the quip nature of people talking to each other in very unnatural ways on shows like that i never got into it i never liked friends I never liked King Friends of Queens, Drew Carey show. Ugh. Drew Carey, I've the shows probably seen every episode. Yeah, my youth also, yeah. except slightly younger. Correct. I want to be clear about that, but yeah. I am younger than you. That's right. Uh, There's no shame in six years. Six years? Oh, that, I, thought, I was going to say five, but you're right. No. It's six years. I am 38 years old. <laughs> Wait, what year were you born? 1981. My high school just had its 20-year reunion. <laughs> Wait, were you invited? Well, yeah, everyone was invited. And you declined. I didn't go mainly because m- most people that I would have liked to have seen didn't go either. Or their dad. Or their dad. <laughs> Wait, do you have a lot of dead people in your high school class? We have a few. We have some that died uh, right after. Like one guy that I knew and I went to high school with died soon after. I think there's a few others. Car accident? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, car accident. Oh, at my high school, it's a lot, it's been a lot of drugs. Meth? <laughs> Is that the drug of Opiates. choice? Opiates. Opiates, okay. Heroin? Hillbilly heroin. No, <laughs> no, it's like rich kid heroin. Oh, it's the other way. Real, See, I'm from Arizona. Like real heroin. So our drug deaths are probably meth. Um, From, from your high school? Yes. I mean, I don't even, to be quite honest, I don't even know who's died. Oh, you don't keep track? I keep in track this of is, like five well, people Well, this is one thing with. I do sometimes when I'm bored and procrastinating. I will Google. I'll type in the name of my high school. 
and the word obituary at the end of it. Okay. You find any gems? Hmm. I mean, I have found out that there are people who are dead who I didn't know were dead. Does that make you feel <laughs> upset? Or no. No. Just sort of like whatever. No, we had a. There was one girl who died last year in a like a freak rock climbing accident. She fell off. Um, you know Pikes Peak in Colorado. Yes. yes. That's in my hometown of Colorado Springs, and she she fell off a bar trail near the near the peak of the mountain. So was she, was it a stumble or was she actually like climbing? Oh, I'm not, I'm not quite sure okay. about that, but it, doesn't that sound horrifying? Yeah, because those few minutes, you've got a little bit of time before it happens and you know maybe what's going to happen. Maybe you think that it's going to be okay. That's what I would hope is that I'd have uh, some hope. I'd be like, yeah, this will probably be fine. <laughs> I mean... It, um, I don't know. She was, she was a nice girl too. So I felt pretty bad, but. Oh, we did. You know, what's I it did. What? I completely forgot. We did just have a death right before oh, the right reunion. Before the reunion. A, uh, a kid who played major league baseball actually. And I oh, think became you told me about an announcer. You told me about he died this. of brain cancer. Oh, and, and you said that he... He was not a nice person to me <laughs> and I wasn't sad that he died. But, yeah, but everybody else was like, well, oh. They were all in the group and of course the he was a popular kid in high school mm-hmm. and as always those, um, no matter how far away you get, those roles are still being played and in the Facebook group, it's a lot of popular kids like ruling the roost in there. Right. And making posts and, and so forth. Right. So they were doing a lot of very performative mourning that he had died. And honestly, I mean, all, in all seriousness, I'm sure he was a good family guy and I'm sure his family is sad. Sure. But you only have one interaction with somebody and it's negative. <laughs> That's it. Like you can't oh, really yeah. change that. There's no fixing that. So it's, yeah. I, I know I don't want to wish death on people, but I'm no. also not going to pretend like that you, Oh my God, that's so sad. I'm just like, well, he was an asshole to yeah. me when I was in high school at a vulnerable time. And yeah. that's the end. Did I ever tell you the story? I had kind of a similar thing happen, but it was somebody I knew at NYU. No, Okay, so I was taking... Believe me, there's a lot of people I went to NYU with that I wish were dead. <laughs> oh, my God. I actually, film school at NYU. There's a lot of there's people. There's not really anyone I like die. wish death on except for men who have been inside of me. But um, <laughs> so I, I think my junior year, I was taking this like theatrical studies class where we would, uh, we would go see a play every week. It was really fun, actually. Yeah, and, it was fun. Yeah, the professor was really cool, too. Um, but anyway, I remember there was a guy in the class who like, he made me cry one night because, okay, so we were at the play and people were like arguing about where to sit. We were so young. I got, we were like 21 years old. What was the controversy about where to sit? Exactly. I don't, I don't really remember, but I remember like we, like I was kind of late and I was like trying to, don't say anything about it. Wait, can we put a pin, put a pin in that and yeah. we'll get back to it. Uh so anyway, I don't remember exactly what happened, but he made kind of a rude comment to me that like really upset me. I don't know, he said something just really mean. And I cr- I was crying during the play. <laughs> you know? And I actually like wrote about it in my in my class journal that we had to turn in. 
<laughs> and the teacher read it and she was like, she was upset that I had been upset. And she goes, I'm, I'm so sorry that someone made you feel like this. <laughs> like she's very like a feeling sensitive woman. Oh yeah. And uh, so maybe a couple months after, uh, after the semester, and this was spring semester, uh, the news comes around that this kid had died on a film set. Somewhere in like the Carolinas, okay, like a legit one or a student film set. Um, it's even better if it's that. <laughs> I, I was like, it was at at minimum an independent film. It probably was an NYU film yes. of some type. Good. Um, but what had happened was that he he got electrocuted <laughs> by some type of. However, they had the the lights and sound set up oh and God. rigged. He got electrocuted to death. I hope the film was dedicated to his memory. I don't know if it ever got finished, but there is a scholarship <laughs> fund. There's a scholarship fund named after him. I would have to look up his name. But um, yeah, I remember that he died and I kind of thought it was sad. Like I, I wasn't like, I didn't think it was like a cool thing that he had died, you yeah. know? And I told my boyfriend at the time what had happened. And I remember he said, well, karma's a bitch. And then I remember thinking, that's such a mean thing to say. And now looking back on it, that's when I knew my boyfriend was a bad person. Yeah. yeah you don't deserve to die because some, you Mm-mm. were mean. It, there's, there's a difference that people don't understand between like just saying like, I'm, I can't mourn this person because yeah. I don't have any connection to yeah. them other than a negative one versus like, yeah. I'm glad they're dead. You know, it's kind of interesting though, like the fact that he had been mean to me. Like I pro- I think about him probably way more than anyone else. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm who else is thinking about this kid? Yeah. Who got electrocuted? Like he got he it was like 2 months after he graduated. Got zapped. Crazy. When I was at NYU <laughs> When I was at NYU yeah. Everyone was making for some there's like a trend of people making movies where someone encounters a homeless person and oh it changes my God. their life. Stop. It was a whole trend no. of them. And I was always kind of puzzled by that. There's a lot of glamorizing of homelessness. It's a different era. People mm. are like, oh, they're li- they're urban pioneers of some kind. <laughs> Do you remember the movie Curly Sue? Yes, vaguely. With uh, Jim Belushi. Yes. He's homeless and his daughter Curly Sue is homeless with him. Right. And some, like, some rich blonde lady takes them in. What does that girl do now? She's like who the the actress who played Curly Sue. Yeah. I have no clue. I think she does something amusing. Oh really? I don't, she worked in Paul. I can't remember, but I think she went on to do something different. I'm looking her up. I mean, most children that are in movies are so Allison like, Porter. Is yeah. Her name. What is she up to? What's Allison Porter <laughs> doing now? Allison spelled A L I S A N. Allison. Um. No, she's still an actress. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, Am I confusing says, her with someone. Am I confusing her with? Shirley oh, she Temple? auditioned for the. She was on The Voice. I didn't know that. Oh, she was the winner of season ten of The Voice. Wow, that's. I did not know that. <laughs> you already had your chance. You shouldn't get another one. <laughs> In May 2016, she auditioned for NBC's The Voice, earning a spot on Team Christina. Wow. Porter was announced the winner of season ten. Good for Curly Years Sue. active, 1987 to 2006 as an actress, 2009 to the present as a singer-songwriter. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, that's fine. 
There's a few like 90s era cute girls that went on to music careers. The girl from The Wizard. Who? Remember remember the movie The Wizard? No. Which is just a... What is The Wizard? The Wizard is a movie with Fred Savage. Oh, okay. Where it's basically a 90-minute Nintendo products commercial because the plot of the movie is that uh, Fred Savage and his probably autistic younger brother go on this road trip oh my god this movie like the poster for it is so like 80s like it's amazing i think it was 1989 or yeah that it came out 89 it says yeah and uh the girl in that oh wait shut up i'm i see who it is yes want to reveal i cannot are you serious yes this is real jenny lewis yes the singer from rilo kiley correct She's the girl. She was also the the, um, the female singer on the Postal Service album. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Great album. Yeah, The Wizard is a fun uh, watch. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen this, which yeah. is kind of crazy. It is, it is absolutely a commercial for Nintendo. That's why and it's Jimmy great. Woods is a young boy suffering from PTSD after his twin sister Jennifer drowned two years earlier. Oh, that's right. He's not autistic. <laughs> it starts out like PTSD. so bad and sad. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is so crazy. Fred Savage was in a lot of interesting. Did you ever see Little Monsters? I did with Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. I think that's Howie Mandel's most interesting role. <laughs> Wasn't that his only like major film role? Was it? That movie is a little bit too dark for kids. Well, yeah, no, you couldn't make something like that now. No, it's very. I feel like there's so many movies that came out in the 80s and 90s that. That are aimed at kids. That the well, the plots are like shocking. Yeah. Like, like I can't think of a good example, but there's a lot of them. I mean, the one I always return to is the end of Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Oh well, that's it's like the transphobic, extremely it's a trans- transphobic <laughs> ending where everyone's vomiting. Oh my! Oh, because she has a penis. Well, is that it? and because oh, she's hemorrhoids, right? And because I'm trying to remember. <laughs> they, it's implied that she fucked all these guys. That are upset in the police station. Oh, wow. Very transphobic ending. I know. That whole movie is problematic, I guess. Oh, oh, yeah. Remember, do you remember, do you know who Rick Ducommon is? Yes. Or was? Yes. Yeah. He honestly is one of my comedic idols. Um, Art in uh, The Burbs. Yeah. <laughs> one of his best roles, but he was in Little Monsters. I remember Yeah, that. he was, uh, he was one of, he was like the secondary bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Well, we got on a little tangent. Yes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but late, I, I did 80s, not meet I did films. not meet Kevin James last night. Okay. <laughs> That's right. If I did started. meet Kevin James, may I have asked him for a job? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. He has some cash. You could be the villain in a Kevin James comedy, I think. Paul Paul Blart three. Yeah. Century like, City Mall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the return. That's my favorite mall. You're you like know. the manager of the mall. I <laughs> I call the Century City Mall the Great Outdoors. That's accurate. Because it's an outdoor. It is an outdoor mall. Mall. But it's better than like the Grove. I think the Grove is horrifying. But The Grove has too many tourists there. Oh, it's awful. It's upsetting it's, how many it, people. It's the perfect ISIS target. Like, I, <laughs> like it really is. I go there for the movie theater if I'm ever at the Grove. And yeah. It, at first, you're like, oh, this will be nice because the fountain is here and it's like a little plaza. I think that theater sucks. And then you walk around and you're like, oh, this is awful. Mm-hmm. There's people here like looking around like this is a good place in L.A. to check out. Yeah. Because no, we're in it, L.A. Check out the Grove. 
Um, yeah, that's true. Oh, Dave Bell just uh, responded to me. Well, we'll get to that's in the next episode. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, no, I did not meet Kevin. J. We have to go. We have to get back on topic. Okay. We could talk yes. forever. Yes. So we who did you meet? Who's the who's the biggest star? Honestly, I think he's easily top 10 biggest movie stars today. Joaquin Phoenix. What do you think? Top 10? Top 5? It's amazing he keeps becoming re-relevant. You think so? Yeah, he it's not that he his career disappears, but he like goes kind of quiet, quiet for a little bit and then he just comes out and he's very good at making film choices. Oh, he is, definitely. But also he's not like a fame whore type person. No. Anyway, you know. He's not making like shitty romantic comedies. No. Where it's he's obviously just like trying to squeeze some money out of things. He's always picking parts right that are interesting from an artistic standpoint. oh definitely did you see her i did not see her ago? you never saw that no, i thought, I thought that was really good no um, i didn't not out of any reason did I, you ever see the master no oh my god i know i'm just really <laughs> do you do you like pta i do okay just making sure yes it's a requirement to like pta pta if you're a coastal elite so correct you pass the test <laughs> right I, I did see magnolia in the theater mm. you're welcome that's good. Okay. Well, he was very nice. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Speaking of coastal elitism, you know, you know who I want to talk about? Um, <laughs> Kevin James. Stop. Stop. Oh, I'm going to look up. Do you think he has like a mansion? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like it ha- where though? Where do you think he lives? Palisades? I don't know. Where is he from? <laughs> Originally? Yeah. Queens. No. <laughs> Is he not? I don't know. <laughs> He's not from New York? I don't know anything about Kevin James. He is from New York. I just looked him up. Okay. Mineola, New York. That, is that upstate or yeah. Long Island? Oh, it's Long Island. He's from Long Island. Oh. So, he, yeah, you know what? He does kind of walk the walk. Okay. <laughs> Good enough. Um, yeah. No. So, um, I've been referring to him as our new lord and savior and i'm not talking about kevin james i'm talking about uh young ronan farrow who is for your listeners who (laughs) ronan farrow is a journalist um i mean his heritage is obvious his mom is mia farrow and his father is allegedly woody allen right allegedly woody allen if you look up pictures of ronan farrow there's an issue, okay? So he looks a lot like one of Mia Farrow's former husbands. Yeah. And who was that, Charles? Frank Sinatra. That's right, yeah. What do you think? Do you think his dad is Frank Sinatra? Well, it's hard to make judgments about right. people exclusively by looks. Right. But it is... What do, what do Woody Allen's other kids look like? Is the, the, the kids question. he has with, with who? soon you yeah i mean what do you think they look like <laughs> they come on right i mean <laughs> but i would be curious i would be curious to see i don't know does he have other uh he, wait I don't he know has my, other biological children with me pharaoh now yeah yeah and dylan ronan's sister yeah it, she's the one though who you know was 
Was she? No, that's someone else. That's a different sibling. I don't know. I can't keep track of all this. <sighs> oh, no, it's it Dylan used to be. It, it used to Dylan be so <laughs> easy to keep track of gross Hollywood molestation creeps. And now they're all blurring together. Well, I can't because, remember the you details know, because also of Mia Farrow, like, you know, she had a lot of adopted children. Right. So, um, but yeah, no, Dylan Farrow is her biological child also with Woody Allen. And she, you know... She's like a redheaded mm. woman. I don't know. And then let's see. Woody Allen. God. He's uh when's the last time you saw a Woody Allen movie in the theater? Oh my god. <laughs> when's the last time I saw a Woody Allen movie, period? I can't think Wow. Of. Well, I mean, I saw the one with Jesse Eisenberg in the theater. What was that? Um, you know, the one with the, there's an older guy and a younger girl. Oh my God. <laughs> and there's like that kind one. of a love triangle Oh, because she might be in a relationship with a, a young guy. Right. But the older guy likes her. Do you know which one that is? <laughs> no, no, I have no idea. <laughs> That's You know what one comes to mind? I was doing a bit just now. Um, oh. oh, is this it? Oh, I didn't play is along with the, the bit. You shouldn't have said Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, uh, Cafe Society. Mm. What about Jesse Eisenberg? Um, m- the one I always think of is Celebrity with Kenneth Branagh doing a Woody Allen impression. Oh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was in that. Yes, briefly. Right. He like played like some asshole, right? Yeah. Which I think like, I don't know if he had to act that much. <laughs> shade. It is some shade. Um. Yeah. No, I was joking like... I, I I kind of was doing uh, a bit in my set a couple years ago about um, going to the movie theater wearing a wig to watch this Woody Allen movie because <laughs> I didn't want anyone to see me in the theater. That's the last one I saw in the theater, Cafe Society, and that came out in 2016. Okay. That's not that long ago. Yeah. So that's kind of embarrassing. Um, <laughs> it wasn't good. So Have any of his later period movies been good? Mm-hmm. What are the like the good Midnight in Paris? Okay, that's the one everybody like. That, I think that to. won an Oscar for the screenplay. Yeah, um, Blue Jasmine. Okay, you know, didn't uh, Kate Blanchett win? In, yeah, uh, no, she didn't win the Oscar. Oh wait, no, she did win the Oscar and the Golden Globe. You did you see that one? No. Okay. Well, I anyway, I haven't seen any Woody Allen movies in ages. <sighs> We're on another tangent, so <laughs> we we have to go back to Ronan Farrow. Yes. So Ronan Farrow, he's you know he's he was like a child prodigy. Did you know that? I did not. So he graduated. Um, from was it with voices? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. No, I I just meant academically. Oh, okay. He graduated from college when he was fifteen years old, oh. I, and I think he went to Bard. Um, let me see. Yeah, Bard. What is who is he named after? Who is he named after? Yeah, his name's Ronan. Well, his real first name is Satchel. Oh, oh, right, right. Satchel. Right. His real name is Satchel Ronan O'Sullivan Farrow. That sounds okay. pretty Irish, doesn't it? Yes. Ronan is like a really Irish name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't. Oh wait, his name, his given name, honors National Baseball Hall of Fame pitcher Satchel Paige and actress Maureen O'Sullivan. Now known as Ronan, he was given his surname Farrow. To avoid a family with only one child named Alan amid pharaohs and prevents. <laughs> right. That's okay. That's interesting. So, yeah. So, he was uh, the youngest 
graduate of Bard College at age 15. And in 2009, at age 22, he graduated from Yale Law School. And he's an insanely, well, I don't know, uh, what would the word be? Ambitious <laughs> journalist. Sure. So, and he has a new book out, which I picked up because I am a coastal elite and I, I walk the walk. Why do you think coastal elites are only interested in this versus the entirety of the country? Yes. Um, well, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of the same reason, uh, why we have the political climate we have today. Don't you think? Explain. Well, I think a lot of the country kind of thinks that people who are interested in intellectual things are, you know, snobs. (laughs) But isn't this like... And nobody really cares about what? Like but, the Me Too movement? Is but, that what we going to talk about? But doesn't what, doesn't what Ronan Farrow... Doesn't what he does... Doesn't what he does? That's not right. Isn't what he does? Isn't what he does in line with what people in uh, real America think about Hollywood. That's a bunch of perverts and creeps <laughs> who are lecturing <laughs> others about morality well, yeah, and okay. are actually practicing even more depraved... Ah actions well that's kind of an interesting take on it but you know whenever you hear like you know middle america people like talk about like people who live on the coast they're like oh yeah they don't they don't get what real america's like yeah, you know i mean that yes. whole idea lived with that for, for years. but i understand I remember- what you're saying there is this whole concept of like yeah people in hollywood holly weird <laughs> yeah they're perverts they're freaks yeah and they're 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 telling everyone else how to live <laughs> they're oh through like movies and yes. stuff yeah. Right. And that's kind of interesting, though. I mean, if I was him, that's how I'd sell it. I, if I wanted to sell my books in Nebraska or wherever, I would definitely take that track. I mean, someone in Nebraska is going to buy this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't know. It's it's already a bestseller. Yeah. You know, I pre-ordered it. Well, it's not just the coast buying it then. I mean, it's not going to be all them. No. But, People uh, love salacious information. People right. love sex stories. Oh, well, and also, like, don't you think there's something about, um, this is going to sound kind of, like, sick. Do you ever, <laughs> you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> I have an idea. You have an idea? Yeah, but say it Okay, if you decide ever, like, if I want to comment. read, like, news stories about, like, sex crimes or, like, deprived shit, like, do you ever get, like, kind of turned on? Uh, not all. Did you think that w- I was going to say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean there's there's No, not always, but don't isn't it there's something like kind of like animalistic about wanting to read that stuff. Well, it's uh, I mean titillation is a thing that it drives people to want to know more. I mean the reason Law and Order SVU has been a television show oh, for 20 years. It's one of the longest lasting shows on television. It's because they're just like <laughs> sex oh, crimes. They're like sex crimes. <laughs> All right, let's let's plot out the board. This week going to be a weird satanic rape. Yeah. Next week it'll be child pornography. Yeah. The week after that it'll be some kind of combination of child pornography and weird satanic rape. Yeah, they well they they did a rip from the headlines last week that oh. I caught a few minutes of. It was based on uh Who's the guy who said he got mugged? Oh, Justin Smollett. (laughs) Justin Smollett. Smollett. 
<laughs> yeah, but I didn't. I didn't catch where they they didn't really incorporate like a sex crime thing. So hmm. I don't know. Sometimes they have a plot, a side plot where like one of the attorneys on the show was like accused of rape last season. Okay. Did you know that? I did not. I can't believe I watched the show. Yeah. <laughs> it just happens to be on sometimes when I get home. It's a show that has many entry points for watching. It does. Yeah. It does. Um, but yeah, no, I think people really want to like hear about these things. Like yeah. we do have like some part of our mind that is turned on by depravity and like all these sorts of things. And I don't, I'm a sick person, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, sometimes people like reading it, not just to be titillated, but maybe because they think there's some way that that won't happen to them and this is a way of like experiencing experience, something like that experiencing it and trying to learn like oh if i do these things i won't have to do it right yeah i've um are you on reddit relationship advice i get the tweets oh, okay <laughs> From, from well, that's Twitter just account. they're, but that person is just taking like certain ones. Yeah, they're there's curating like, them. There's oh yeah, but there's like posts all day on that on that subreddit. But um, there's been a few posts I've noticed about um, couples where one of the partners, usually it's a woman, has a rape fantasy. Okay, and there was an one post last week where. A husband posted about his wife and he goes, um, well, this weekend, my wife and I are supposed to act out a rape fantasy where I have to break into the house, you know, wearing a mask and like throw shit around and break it and then like, you know, rape her in the living room or something. Right. Or, you know, pretend to rape her because yeah. she's obviously into it. And she this he said that his wife went around the neighborhood and knocked on every door in the cul-de-sac and told them if you hear screaming coming from the house (laughs) on Saturday night between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., don't call the authorities. (laughs) Can you believe that? And then he's like, I'm so embarrassed that she did this. I can't believe it. What do you think? Well, I mean... (laughs) It's She's better, not wrong, though. It's better than the cops showing up and shooting them. Mm. So That's a good point. Nobody even said that in the comments. Yeah. Uh, he also didn't say, like, anything about, like, you know. Wait, wait. <laughs> what? Hold on for a second. I'm hearing a weird oh. sound. Where were we? <laughs> coastal elites. Oh, coastal elites. Um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like... where i grew up you know in colorado like people are so kind of like disdainful of you know educated people who don't live in the middle of the country so if you lived are they disdainful of like educated people who do live there um that's a good question i'd have to think about that there is a lot of weird resentment in the u.s for places that people have never been to Sure. But I find that crosses all cultural boundaries. Right. Like people always talk shit about... I lived in North Carolina for seven years. People always talk shit about North Carolina. And I'm like, that's a fucking great state. People there are great. I, I've been there. It's a beautiful state. Mm-hmm. Food is amazing. Uh, yeah. It's beautiful scenery. The seasons stink. Right. But it's not all backwards hicks. Yeah. And backwards hicks, 
I don't even think would make up the majority of people across the U.S. Well, yeah, but I think, don't you think that New York and L.A. kind of get held up as these examples of like, I don't know, hedonism and... <laughs> sure. Yeah. Mainly by people who haven't been. Right. But yes, there is this, there is an easy cultural marker of saying, mm-hmm. oh, coastal elites, people that live in these cities are like this and they don't care about these things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it would it would surprise me that anyone would think a book like this is a is only something coastal elites are in. Because my opinion would be they don't want this book to be published. They don't want people to know that a, a lot of the people who claim to care about Me Too and about stuff like this, in practice, when it affects the bottom line of their company, they don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. and they will do whatever they can to stop it from being exposed. Sure. Yeah. You mean like companies like uh, Walmart? <laughs> yeah. Like NBC? That comes down. Well, NBC, obviously. I mean, I I, I actually watched a little uh, a video report from, I think it was on, uh, what's the ABC show? Nightline. Right. Where Ron Farrow was on Nightline talking about, you know, how NBC had essentially killed his story yeah so like sometime in in was it like early 2017 he's like trying to like shop the story around and um he goes to nbc and noah oppenheimer who was the uh news guy over there one of them he's like the head of nbc news yeah yeah something like that well who's andy lack he's he's one of the people too that's over there um yeah noah noah oppenheim president of nbc news okay so he goes in there with like some pretty like damning evidence about harvey weinstein Mm. and he says something to the effect of well i don't know if this is really news (laughs) and and that was like the end of the meeting and and ronan said something like he was in there with um some guy who he was working with and and they were like this is like crazy because most people would like be like trying to like snatch the tape out of someone's hand to like put it on the news tonight right you know but he was like no we're not going to do this and so when you guys that shit happens all the time man (laughs) Lauer's raping people like crazy in his office come on yeah because the way this book kind of emerged is um so he brings the story to um david remnick at the new yorker right and that's when the time when he was being you know tailed by uh surveillance guys sure from what's the place called black cube black cube and they were hired by people who work for harvey weinstein is that the easiest way to say it? Yes. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. So he was being tailed all around New York. Um, you can read about that in the Black Cube Chronicles in the New Yorker. Um, you know, just being followed around like he noticed like cars. I mean, the whole thing reads like a real spy thriller, doesn't right. it? It sounds crazy. But it makes sense because this story that he broke is... I mean, it's one of the biggest stories that's ever broken in entertainment, you know? It had a huge impact. Yeah. Even though Harvey Weinstein was kind of an open secret. I mean... I had heard things about him a long time ago. I think that there's a general assumption with Hollywood that people have that's not a great assumption, but it's like, hey, you know, sometimes... That people fuck for career casting You gotta do what you gotta do, and... Mm. 
I think this thing really shifted the mindset into being like, oh, actually, maybe you don't have to do that. Maybe you don't have to give blowjobs to disgusting men yeah. in order to get a job acting. Right. Yeah, no, it's insane. Um, because this whole story kind of broke in like the fall of 2017 via some... Um, like just huge New Yorker articles. I yeah. remember them dropping and this was all people were talking about right. everywhere. Can you know, cause I'm a coastal late yep. in Los Angeles. This is all people in Los Angeles were talking about. So the book is essentially the story of him, um, you know, getting the story, you know, uncovering all this information, people trying to thwart the story from coming out. And it's like culminated. I, he won the Pulitzer prize right. last year. And, it essentially, you know, broke open the entire Me Too movement, you know, and but he had some great sources, you know, like Rose McGowan and who was willing to go on record. And so that's essentially the book. And Rose McGowan, whose inner circle was penetrated by an asset working for uh, for Weinstein. Bl- yeah. For Black Cube. Oh, that Anna woman. Mm Mm-hmm. This woman like befriended Rose McGowan oh, yes, yes, to yes. find out what was going to be in her book. Mm-hmm. It was almost like that plot of the whatever season of The Sopranos it was. Where I've never seen The Sopranos. Oh. You cannot just tell me anyway. I, I'm gonna watch it. I, I want your listeners to weigh in on whether it's acceptable to spoil The Sopranos, a television show. That no, is but it ended so long ago. Thirteen years ago is when the so it ended twelve in years ago. Two thousand two thousand seven. It's fine. There's a. This isn't a big spoiler. <laughs> There's a plot line in one of the seasons of The Sopranos where one of the uh, girlfriends of the mobsters in The Sopranos family is befriended by this FBI agent working undercover. Yeah. And she, like, over the course of the season, squeezes a bunch of information out of her. Mm-hmm. It's very damaging. Yeah. Um, the whole thing is insane when you think about it. <laughs> like, Harvey Weinstein is crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, well, uh, anyone who lives in this place where they have pretty much unrivaled power, and especially in Hollywood circles, like anyone who's ever worked in a production environment knows that you're expected to like worship your superiors mm-hmm. in a way that's not that common in like a regular office job. Yeah, you're supposed to listen to your boss. But they will act like executive producers and and the like are these kings. And it's like, well, the fridge has to be stocked with enough Diet Coke because if so-and-so doesn't get his Diet Coke, it's going to be a big problem. Mm -hmm. You spend all this time like working for these people who just get every one of their needs met and they get to make blanket decisions all the time and they get used to that vibe. So I think Harvey Weinstein and people like that in general are just have been used to total unfettered freedom in their personal and professional lives for so long right. that it warps them because they don't have anybody saying, no, I'm not going to fucking do well, that. Right. And then also think about how, how much power he had just through, because Miramax was huge, like throughout the yeah. late nineties and early aughts. Yeah. Huge. Making co- some of the biggest movies. Right. The most awarded movies yeah. that have ever been made you know um and people want to be in those movies yeah you know and you get treated like a genius yeah you know, you're just this incredibly amazing guy no one else could have ever right. have produced this series of movies yeah um 
oh Gwyneth Paltrow kind of like dodged him right yeah. like she like, but she was engaged to Brad Pitt at the time Brad Pitt kind of said something about this right about how he kind of had to like step in a little bit yeah. <laughs> um which is wild you know what a fucking oh he's so gross he's so like have you seen him Harvey yes. Weinstein <laughs> he's not an attractive he's man. so bad well I what was his weird thing? I'm trying to remember those original getting massages. articles. Getting massages. Yeah. He liked women to watch him shower. Oh, my God. That's kind of similar to how, you know, how Bill Cosby would make people watch him eat. No, I don't know this. Story. You don't know that. No, no, no. So he would like, let's say he's doing a theater show. Okay. He would make everyone working the theater show to come into the green room or whatever and watch him eat. Was he like leading a meeting or was it just... Mm-mm. It was like a power thing. That's weird. He wanted everyone to know that he was like a god of some type. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Like he's a sick fuck, you know, <laughs> and thank God he's in prison. But um, uh, yeah, no. So he would, um, it, the hotel that he stays at, I think he might still be living there right now. He's not in jail right now, right? He's awaiting trial. Correct. Um, it's the Peninsula Hotel in Beverly Hills. Have okay. you ever seen that place? I think so. It was my office was right by it. Um, so that building I was at was ninety seven and one Wilshire. It's right where Wilshire is about to turn into like Santa Monica Boulevard. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. the uh, the Beverly Hilton is there, but right. on the opposite side is the Peninsula. Mm. Uh, and that's where he would stay. And apparently, a lot of guys rich and powerful guys would go there and it's a hotel where they bring in a lot of you know working women <laughs> but like ladies high, of the night yes like high-end ah. call girl type women okay and that's where he would you know do stuff <laughs> i think some of the encounters that were mentioned in the new yorker articles took place there wow Yep. Yeah, you get used to a certain amount of power in your life, and that gets extended further and further, and it just warps you as a person. I mean, one of the side benefits of Me Too, not directly related just to sexual assault, but mm. co- sort of cultural consciousness is going like, wait a minute, why do we tolerate bosses who are assholes? Oh, that's a good point. Why do we have to put up with this? Like, yeah, I like, why do we think that people who are rude and treat people like shit deserve to be awarded yes. like it's insane yeah it, it, that is a i think a valuable thing for anyone who is in a position where they're working for someone else i mean well I, you know it um it, it all goes back to this idea i feel like culturally in in the united states especially but it's a very western thing to you know prop up these ideas of of uh power and money and you know the worship of the rich and you know the the best thing you can ever be is rich and famous yes you know i think that's some really sick fucking shit well it results in in sick behavior definitely and also in misery because not everyone is going to be rich and famous just the the odds are absolutely not no it makes people crazy because they definitely go, this thing gets held out as like this is the end goal, and right. then you you look at your life and you go like, well, I'm not anywhere near that. I'm not yes. going to be rich, and there's obviously not going to be famous, so my life is a waste. And I mm-hmm. think that has a very damning effect on yes, people. I think people rough. that 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 causes it causes so much like mental illness and distress and suicide. Yeah. Like well, the I, incentives I think are all fucked up. It's yeah, it's crazy. I think people. 
especially here, I, I describe this as being spiritually impoverished. Because I feel like people are constantly aiming to, like, get these things, you know, right. like, you know, money, like, go on nice trips, you know, look Instagram famous, you know, all this shit, like, follow, having followers and all this stuff. And, like, we value these things that are spiritually damning and cause us spiritual impoverishment. So, like, people don't work on themselves. People don't uh, practice gratefulness. They don't, um, you know, appreciate what they have. That's why Marianne Williamson should be on your short list for president of the <laughs> she United is. States of America. She is on my short list. Where is she in your list? Who are your... <sighs> should I say? Yeah, give your list. Like your Democratic candidate order. My top three? Yeah. Elizabeth Warren. Okay. I think that's realistic. Okay. <laughs> you don't think she's qualified? As, no, it's not that I don't think she's qualified. I don't know that she can be Trump. I think that... I, I don't think anyone's going to beat him. Um, I Anyway, go ahead. I didn't mean to Elizabeth interrupt. Warren. Okay. Warren. Williamson. <laughs> Marianne Williamson. Sanders. Sanders. Nice. But honestly, I, I did vote for Sanders in the in 2016. Yeah. And uh, look where that landed. <laughs> so did I. Mm. He gets money but from But you me. know, I voted for Hillary when she was the yeah, nominee. Yeah, so did I. So... I, I hate when people are like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm not going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Well, you know, sorry. Well, it I depends mean. on your state. That that attitude is very state dependent. In California, it doesn't really matter. You can lodge a protest Well, vote. I guess so. In battleground states, if you're in Wisconsin or places like that, and you went third party, then right. that's a different story entirely. Right. But no, I, I people joke about Marianne Williamson. People think I'm crazy for saying this, but... Mm. The lady is smart. She is. And she's very thoughtful about stuff. Right. And if you've seen her like in interviews outside of the debate format, which is not very good if you're a second or third tier candidate, debates are pretty much worthless yeah. in general. Right. No election's ever been decided on I debate. honestly don't watch them. Well. Like when Twitter is going crazy about the debates, I'm like. <laughs> they're fine like theater, but I always say no election has ever come... Who is it? David Pakman says this. He says, all debates can do is hurt. They can't help because mm. anyone who's ever had a bad debate and had that fuck them up. It's, that's it's all really that it, fucked them up. That's all that it's done. Like, yeah. it, 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 even if it raises you, like Hillary Qu Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton <laughs> won all of her debates with Trump by a wide margin. And that didn't do shit. Obama yeah. lost his first debate against Mitt Romney. That didn't do shit. Yeah. No, it's so interesting how certain things can totally derail someone's campaign. Do you remember Howard Dean? Oh, yeah. Remember when he yelped? <laughs> he just... Um, and that, like, ruined his whole, like, Well, it campaign. became... He was just interviewed by somebody via text about that. And his position is... Uh, he goes, listen, the Dean scream, <laughs> as it's known... He goes, that didn't ruin my candidacy. The fact that I came in third in Iowa when I was supposed to come in first is what did it. Oh. Because that killed all of my momentum. And this yeah. was just an extra thing added on top I of remember that. that's all the media was showing. Yeah, they were though. crazy about it. They were like, yeah! <laughs> deeply unfair. Yeah. And you're probably right that it did more damage than he's willing to admit. But Sure. Yeah, yeah. but debate stuff can only hurt you. Right, yeah. The president is not going to be decided by debating. 
Absolutely not. No. So anyway, Marianne Williamson, when you see her interviewed and mm-hmm. actually in like a longer form, right. she's very intelligent. She yes. has a lot of interesting things to say. Yeah, I kind of see myself as Marianne Williamson light, but uh, <laughs> we'll see where my future brings me. As I get older and gain more spiritual awareness, right. um, I does. could perhaps... Doesn't, doesn't she have like some weekly... Oh yeah, she's the spiritual service. She's, she has. she's making big bucks doing. Shit, I need to do something like doing that. Her shit. Uh, <laughs> Just become one of those comedians. You know the comedians that move into like motivational stuff. Like who? Uh, I mean, nobody famous. <laughs> it's always people that we we know and we see on social media, and it's just not working out for them. So they slowly like do oh, that side my shift God. into <laughs> Monday motivation, positive thinking. Who are you thinking of specifically? I don't want to name names. Can you message it to me? Uh, we can talk about it later. Fuck. Is this someone I know? No, this is like a... Gen- I, I honestly couldn't point to one person. <laughs> I just see it happen sometimes where I'm like... So sad. Why Why am I taking my my self-help advice from you? you oh, from a failed comedian? Yeah. Ugh. Not got it going on. Horrible. Not that I do, but I don't know. Wanna... I'm convinced that a lot of people who are who fancy themselves life coaches and motivational speakers are the most fucked up people ever. Yeah. Like anyone who's like, I'm a life coach, like they're garbage, yeah. you know? <laughs> like what can they possibly know? Deeply disturbed. Except for <laughs> Andrew WK, who is the only well, one. Because he doesn't call himself a life coach. He, he's very he writes a lot of inspirational No, that's true, stuff. but he he calls himself a musician first yeah. which is what he is yeah. yeah i like him yeah he's great yeah totally different <laughs> he's a great artist he's a he's good at art yeah and a positive person i saw him live it was amazing oh yeah you did you told me about that anyway um yeah so there's an audiobook yes there is an <laughs> audio catch and kill and some people have commented on it have some thoughts extensively <laughs> yeah that maybe <laughs> He didn't exactly do the best job. He, well, he he does. Book. He read the whole book himself. Right. And there are, you know, there's people in the book who uh, have accents or would have accents. Yes. And I so haven't heard any of these yet, by the way. Let's just play them. This is from, I got this on The Cut. Oh, which The is Cut. One of our favorite new publications. Love The, love the Cut, the, part of New York the Magazine. The Women's Vertical. The Women's Vertical <laughs> of New York Magazine. Yes. And it's a bunch of tweets by this guy named Craig Rowan who had the audiobook and just clipped some choice <laughs> moments from them. So okay. we'll just play them. This is a, a tough Ukrainian guy. Tough Ukrainian guy. A new and shadowy client had come into the picture, an enterprise he wouldn't name that was utilizing him as a subcontractor. He was doing big business. I mean, do some cool shit, some dark stuff. He'd adopt... Yeah. I don't think that's... You know, did he take a dialogue class before he did that? Here's Ronan's okay. Trump voice. Okay. In a soliloquy captured by the celebrity news program Access Hollywood, Donald Trump held forth about grabbing women by the pussy. I did try and fuck her. She was married, he had said. She's Sounds now like Borat. Tits and yeah, wait, hold on. When he says by the pussy, can you repeat by the pussy? I grabbed my wife by the pussy. <laughs> Like is by the he sounds like still tough Ukrainian guy. Let's see. Grabbing women by the pussy. I did tr- by the pussy. <laughs> I grabbed the women by the pussy. Wow, they by really the just did one she take. Married, of he had said, "She's now got the big phony tits and everything." And everything. Damn. Ronan, come on. Yeah, it's, uh, whoever 
was recording this with him. You've got it. <laughs> oh, give, there's an Australian. Oh, I'm. Oh my very god. Very excited. Australian accents. Australian accents. First of all, I heard. I was pa- walking down the street a couple weeks ago, and I heard this Australian guy. His accent was like it blew me away. Like it was so strong and powerful. Yeah. I don't know where he's from. I talked to one of my Australian friends. She said he was probably like from the coast somewhere. Okay. Um, she's from Sydney, but <laughs> Australian accents, they're crazy. They make everything sound sleazy. Anytime. You think it, so? Yeah. It's a very sleazy accent. Yeah. I apologize. I have Australians. I was talking with someone about this. Like Australians really are like, they're crazy partiers. Yeah. They're fucking wild. Like they want to fuck constantly. It's because they're descended from criminals, but let's. T- <laughs> I, I worked with a guy. It's that who, controversial to say. No, it's I, kind of true. Yeah. The, I, I don't think any of them would deny it. I worked with a guy who, uh, he was Australian. And one time he slipped and hurt his neck. Oh, he couldn't turn God, it, he, he couldn't turn his head one direction. Yeah, yeah. And he was in clear, obvious pain. <laughs> and I was like, why don't you take something for that? Yeah. And he goes, nah, I'm Australian. <laughs> And that was his reason. That's for not, what he said. Yes. <laughs> because they're like manly men. Yeah, he's a real man. Oh, my God. They, like, honestly, though, like, a lot of them are really good looking. What do you think? I don't know a lot of you Australians. Um, I mean, I think that they have, like, descended from criminal vibe. <laughs> well, a lot. I mean. They're ruddy. They're always ruddy. You think they're ruddy? Yeah, they're ruddy. I mean, you know how people look British? Yeah. <laughs> your reaction to that (laughs) you know how people can like look you know oh yeah yeah people look australian right yeah but and you can kind of like i wonder if we got a room full of like half british people and half australian people do you think you would be able to like all white people obviously and like do you think you'd be able to like oh yeah pick them out just by the way their face looked yeah 100 percent. wow okay all right here the australian and now here's howard the australian surveillance dude tractors a secret recording of a woman whom the subcontractor had enticed to make statements damaging to McGowan. I have something amazing, Howard wrote. Oof. The woman had <laughs> laid into... And also, just note that he says Howard wrote. So he's reading an email. The, the he's Australian... reading an email in the Australian accent. Yeah. <laughs> Emails don't have accents. You could have just read the email. <laughs> yeah. Rose pretty hard. This is a killer, Weinstein replied, especially if my fingerprints are not on this. They are not. Howard wrote, and the conversation between you and I is recorded. In another email, Howard sent a... Now let's throw another shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> I can't do an Australian accent either. Nah. Nah. I'm Australian. <laughs> I'm Australian. <laughs> and was the... he hot? The guy with the neck? No, he looked... Fuck. He was ruddy. Was he an alcoholic? Maybe. Mm, see. Okay. He was definitely banging. Foster's. This was a this was a <laughs> summer camp, and he was definitely banging one of the female counselors. Oh my god! And he would come back from fucking her in the staff lounge, just like. But American women go crazy for Australian. Oh yeah! Men. Oh yeah! It was it was very easy. For I'd me to say do this. Australian men are possibly more attractive than British guys because of their accent. No, generally they're like in better shape and have chins. Mm. <laughs> That sounds so mean. A lot of British guys don't have, you yeah. know. Well, there's a lot of... Uh, there's some weak chins. There's a lot of bad genes on that island. Well, they're inbreeding. Here's Anna, the refined European <laughs> oh, in yeah. seduction mode. She had already ordered a glass of wine. Oh. I won't buy it. 
she said, Ugh. patting the seat next to her. Come sit next to me. Oh my god. Wallace said he had a cold and ordered tea. Yeah. So Ronan. Oh, no. oh, and Rosie Perez. <laughs> Stop it. Can't leave off Rosie Perez. Okay. And crying. I said, Oh, Annabella, you gotta go to the police. She said, I can't go to the police. He's destroying my career. Perez said that she urged Chiora to speak by describing her own. So this spirit. is Rosie Perez talking to, to Annabella Chiora. <laughs> of going public about her assault. I told her, I used to tread water for years. It's fucking exhausting. And maybe speaking out, that's your lifeboat. Grab on and get out, Perez recalled. No. I said, honey, the water never goes away. But after I went public, it became a puddle and I built a bridge over it. And one day, you're going to get there too. All right, buddy. Okay. This That's the worst Rosie Perez I've ever heard. Completely unnecessary, too, because all it is is distracting. If if he had just read the book as is, yeah. you don't need the accents. Yeah. If you just say, Rosie Perez said blah, 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 blah. It's, it's, it's wild. It's totally But I did fine. read, I read some article where they said, like, uh, Ronan was like, oh, I did, I did some anime voiceovers as a child. <laughs> and that's why he wanted wow. to do that. Yeah, that's somebody. That's somebody who's getting to the point where not enough people are telling him no, and just like listen. That's true. You've written a compelling book. Yeah, you. He did very important work. You've done amazing work. You've won a Pulitzer. Yeah. Maybe just throwing this out there, you don't need to do the voices right of people in your audiobook. That no, can I know. be avoided. Just a thought, Ronan. <laughs> I I know that you're important, but. Maybe think twice. But that honestly, though, I feel like the audiobook is going to do better than the <laughs> than this book. Yeah, now just, because just of a, train wreck. Is people going like? No, people love shit like that. What? Like, what was the mentality going into this? Yeah, crazy. I want an oral history of the recording of the, of audiobook. the audiobook. Yeah. <laughs> just the background. They should story. do a sketch of it on SNL. Is that too like? like heady and intellectual for them to do a Ronan Farrow sketch on SNL. That's probably... They're a, not going to do it, right? No. That's a little bit... I mean, a sketch of him doing the voices. That would be funny. Uh, may, I would have pitched that if I I was, feel like this is a thing only people on Twitter know about and oh, everybody else is like, what? It's too niche. Yeah, it's very... Yeah. Very, like, do you remember that when they did the audiobook recording of Charlton Heston... And Bob Guccione reading Madonna's no. book Sex. No. And Charlton Heston refuses to say pussy. So he says vagina. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, I love my vagina. <laughs> that was the whole sketch. Yeah. No, I know. But, I, I should but, be... I would get fired if I pitched that. I'm pretty sure they'd be like, no. <laughs> also, but, it's on NBC. Yeah. Wait, but also... Wait, are, have they made fun of Matt Lauer on NBC? No, they have not. On uh, SNL? I don't know. I, I don't, don't think watch so. the show enough. Probably not. They probably can't. Yeah. Yeah, because Matt Lauer, of course, is the other one that uh, was brought down by Pharaoh. But um, I remember years ago, this was like in the late 90s, I remember my mom and I were watching the Today Show and, she, and Matt Lauer was on and she goes, that guy... He's a fucking asshole. And I was like, wow. Like she, that's a premonition. You know, she, she knew. knew. She knew. Sometimes you can tell. He, he did have like kind of an air of like, you know, snobbery. That was kind of scary. Well, there's a lot of stories about him treating what's her face 
um Vera or no, Katie Couric? Katie no, Couric. No, no, no. The um oh, what is the other woman who was on? Oh, Ann Curry. Ann Curry. Oh, they used to get into it, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a whole bunch of drama about his behavior with her, and apparently um Ann Curry's come out with some information since then. So Oh really? Not a nice man. Oh no, he's awful. Yeah. He's garbage. Uh and he's very much a rapist. Yeah. <laughs> so Allegedly. Oh, he, right. He's not convicted. Don't want to, you know, get a lawsuit from Matt Lauer. Mm. Lawsuits and podcasts don't mix. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's true. Is that where we should end? Yes. Any final thoughts? Read the book. I'm planning on reading it. Yeah. Don't listen to the audiobook. Don't. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I don't like audiobooks anyway. I kind of like check out when I'm listening to them, so I don't absorb anything. It's. I have the problem like story podcasts, true crime and such. I have a lot of people into it, but at my job, I can't focus yeah. enough. I need something a little less. I don't know narrative. I need just right. kind of vague talking. If that's I'm why. I, to that's one. why I listen to Joe Rogan and Come Town. Those are my uh, two favorite podcasts. <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> and your mom's house with Tom Segura. Suwu. Um, if you don't know what that is, you don't listen to your mom's house. So, <laughs> do you listen to it? No. Oh my god, you're missing out. Yeah. Anywho, uh, yeah, Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow is out now. And, uh, yeah, they made him look really tall on the cover. Do you see that? How tall is he, actually? He's 5'10", but look how long his legs look. Yeah, it does have very long it's legs weird, in this right? picture. Yeah, so... He probably asked for that, too. He's probably getting into that stage where... <laughs> oh, definitely. He's like, yeah, my Australian friend Howard said that I don't look tall enough in the book. <laughs> Lengthen He me. said to me, hey, they made you look real short on the book. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, uh, anything we need to plug? Uh, you can listen to my now defunct <laughs> podcast. It is available. But the episodes are going to be up forever, right? They, they should be. Okay. Uh, I assume. Oh God. But you can hear Heather doing a, a fiver, like a five episode in a row appearance from... Uh, five? Yeah. You 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 were on an episode called... Uh, Feminist versus sex addict right. or sex addict versus yeah. feminist, the, which the, actually I should mention this or should I mention this on the other episode we're going to do? What? Which one do you want this information to be provided Oh, on? the about delicious tacos? Well, I, so a listener wrote in about the episode. Okay. Let's save it for the next episode. Okay. We're so doing. you can hear Heather on a whole a fiver um, <laughs> from that episode all the way until the one that's called The Worst Lines in L.A., which by the time this is up, the one you're listening to, that one should also be up. Okay, great. Um, yeah, and as always, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Fixed Air Heather. I'm going to put this episode up as soon as possible. It'll be up probably what, like, mm, what? Can I do it tonight? It's up to you. You can put it <laughs> whenever you want. It's your podcast. I can do it by tonight, right? Who's stopping you? It doesn't matter. Uh, no, I'm just wondering because I have a I have a big show coming up Monday night. October 21st, the business at Little Joy okay. in Echo Park, if you're around. I'm on Twitter at Funzaroni and Instagram at Funzaroni. Thank you for yeah. coming on. My pleasure. Okay, bye.